This is Masters in Travel, a rendezvous with the intersection of travel and business to accelerate your success. I'm your host, Whitney Schindler, owner of Undiscovered Sunsets. Each week, we have one goal in mind, to provide advice, insights, and resources to help you maximize your potential. Get ready to become a master in travel. Hello everyone, welcome to Masters in Travel. I'm your host Whitney and today we're gonna learn about authentic storytelling or crafting a brand identity and content that makes you stand out and that makes an impact on your future clients. Here with me today is Rachel Leslie. Rachel is the founder of RL Studio, a copywriting studio based in Portland, Oregon. RL Studio helps impact-driven brands define and amplify their business with compelling copy and purpose-led storytelling. With nearly a decade of marketing experience across F&B, tech, travel, and sportswear industry, Rachel understands the power of stories and is on a mission to help her clients share theirs in the best way possible. Rachel, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. Me too. Thank you for having me, Whitney. On your website, you say that it takes much more than a great product, service, or experience to stand out. Tell me more about this. Why do you believe that providing a great service or experience isn't enough? And what else do you believe that we really need to stand out as travel advisors? Yeah, that's a great question. In an industry like travel, I think we can be, it's its super competitive, right? There's so mm-hmm. many different travel advisors. There's so many different tour operators and travel brands and companies out there fighting for our, our target audience's attention to book with us, to buy our service or experience. And although the world is a very, very big, place. It can also be a small place. So when we're talking about experiences or services, anyone can check into a hotel or book a shuttle service or lay by this luxurious pool or villa in a tropical scene. And what can really separate you from the rest is how you share that experience or service. You know, what makes it unique or different, especially about that place or that service. For instance, is it a hotel in a remote place in Bali that that was once, uh, I don't know, an old estate that belonged to a a wealthy family decades ago and has now been revamped into a villa hotel type of service. As like a traveler myself and as someone who's also worked in the on the professional side with travel brands, what really is going to help you as a travel advisor stand out is to be sharing those tidbits of information that really make it unique and different and want your your audience to experience that really cool hotel or that really different type of shuttle service where the guy's been running it, you know, through his family for decades and, you know, they offer little trinkets on, upon arrival or something like that. So all of that is to say that like sharing those, that information in a compelling narrative or in a interesting story is really what's going to spark your audience's interest, um, make them want to learn more and hopefully eventually book that service or experience. You know, it's, you've taken me back to when I started my business and I essentially had a checklist of, okay, I need a website. I need my Instagram. I need to get a newsletter going. And it was kind of like, check, check, check. Got the pretty photos. I've got the copy, you know, on the website that I want. But the equation hasn't been fully brought together because you've really highlighted that we are in a people business from start to finish, whether we're working with our clients, our supplier partners, every aspect of our business from start to finish is 
people, right? And the few examples that you just gave, you've essentially what you've done is you've brought forward the human element, right? Mm -hmm. Of instead of just a beautiful hotel in Bali, this actually used to be an old estate and it was revamped and the family owns it and here's their story. And and you you actually just reminded me of a hotel I stayed at in Thailand. It's called the Siam and the entire hotel is full of the owner's antique collection. And it is one of the most beautiful, unique hotels I've stayed at. It's hands down, my husband and I favorite top five hotels we've stayed at in the world. But that's not all. Then of course the service is above and beyond and we still remember our butler's name and the restaurant that he recommended we go to for dinner. And and I don't think I told any of those stories when I was posting about Thailand. So you're already making me think like, oh, can I can I go back and start over? Yes. <laughs> can I go back to Thailand and try again? <laughs> yeah, and you can. And that's also like, I think a lot of us, especially in the travel industry, now we can't travel and it's like, can I pull back, pull you know from my archive trips and bring those back to life and totally like now more than ever people are dreaming about their next trip you know so use those previous experiences talk about those hotels talk about that butler because people want to know when they're when they're ready to travel right so brand storytelling is a very specific approach to copywriting i feel like i've you know did my fair amount of research and i know a few copywriters and this isn't a specific approach that i've heard talk about a lot, although we all know that stories are important. So describe to us your experience in discovering the importance of storytelling. Was there a light bulb moment in your career or have you been trained on this approach from the very beginning? Yeah, so I have a journalism background. So I always reflect back to my college days when I was sitting in journalism class with our professor who used to write for the New York Times. And she was always drilling into our head, like, find the story, you know, find what's interesting. You can talk to anyone out on the street and they all have something interesting to say or they're all you know they all come from a different place and they all have a story to tell and although I'm no longer a journalist now I've kind of taken that core expertise that core root me no matter what I've done so I've had previous work experience where I've worked in marketing and PR with food and beverage brands launching products leading influencer campaigns very far from writing an article you know for my journalism days but the core root of all of those clients and all of their goals and launching a new product or launching a new hotel was always incorporated an aspect of storytelling without really realizing it. And I didn't really realize it either until 10 years later, when I'm thinking about starting my own business, I knew that copywriting would be a part of it, but I didn't want it to be the sole focus. There's tons of copywriters out there that write converting copy, you know, they get the words out there, they get it done. But I also wanted to incorporate a passion of mine that would help me separate myself from the rest and also just incorporate an element into that service that is so needed in today's world, especially in the digital world. So there wasn't really a a light bulb moment, but it was like a accumulation of of experiences and events and looking back and then being like, okay, I think that this is something that I need to incorporate moving forward. When I hear storytelling, I think about my personal story. For example, how I came to start my business as a travel advisor. But after looking on your website and through your social media, I'm not sure that you're referring to my personal story. So can you elaborate a little bit on what a brand story means to you 
and what types of stories should we be telling to weave together our unique narrative? Yeah, that's a great question. So I do think that we all have a brand story, which we can look at it as like our origin story. So why we started our business in the first place. And that type of story incorporates your brand values, your beliefs, also your own personal element because you are the founder of your of your business. So that's going to shine through. And then there's another element, which is just storytelling in general. And that's an element that I also think we need to be using in our marketing all the time whenever possible. So your brand story can be built more as a framework, as almost like a hero's journey. So you talk about the origin of your business, and essentially it will appeal to your target audience. And that type of story is something that will be, you know, rooted on your website. Maybe you talk about it every now and then in your social media posts, but your that that other element of storytelling can be incorporated in all your other aspects of marketing. So essentially, like if you're talking about a previous trip for a client, what was that process like? What was the good, the bad and the ugly? How did you help them solve that problem? Talking about a previous travel experience that you've had yourself? How does that relate to what you do now? Or, you know, how do you incorporate those experiences into your business? You know, there's tons of different opportunities to tell a story, especially in travel. It's just a matter of being able to recognize like, oh, this is this is a great opportunity for me to share a story. You know, if it's staying at that luxury villa, and there's really something unique and different about it, how can you share that with your audience? So um, I encourage my clients to really flex that muscle across social media posts, even in Instagram stories or reels now is a big thing, as well as, you know, incorporating that into your newsletter, whether it's a monthly or weekly newsletter, how can you pop into their inbox with a more personal narrative or experience versus saying like, here are my services book now, because that doesn't feel authentic or real, right? Admittedly, I think I found kind of a middle point. I in my bi-weekly newsletter, I'm making it personal in a way that I feel like I'm kind of writing a pers- like an email to a friend. So it's not here in my services book now, but it's also not a story. I'm not telling a story. I'm just, I feel like, like I mentioned, I, I feel like I'm kind of like writing a quick note, like, hey, checking in, how are you doing? This is what's going on over here. You know, so there's no storytelling. I'm already thinking of so many ways or, you know, there's room for improvement. In talking about storytelling as a theory, I completely understand it and it makes perfect sense. And I'm already seeing it on my website, in my newsletter, in social media. But I also heard you once say that when asked what we do, responding with, I'm a luxury travel advisor, I specialize in adventure travel may not be enough. And it's definitely not inspiring. And you're and you're right, it's not inspiring at all. But how many times have I responded in that way? Countless for sure. And it's only when someone really pushes and digs in and says, well, how did you get started in that? Or what is a travel advisor? Or what does that actually mean? Only then do I kind of dive into my story, my origin story. And then it's a 10 minute long winded version, right? So how can we shift this answer to the same question and sprinkle in a little bit of storytelling? If you don't mind me putting you on the spot, because I'm really like an actionable kind of brain, like I want to hear like, what does this actually sound like if we use a bit of storytelling in our response? How might you respond to that question? If I asked you, what do you do? I assume a very non-inspiring response would be, I'm a copywriter. I mainly work in tech, travel, and sports industries, right? So how might you answer that question with a little bit of storytelling? I love this question, first of all. It kind of reminds me of that same question we ask each other, how are you? And a lot of us say, fine, how are you? You know, like we don't want to go mm-hmm. into the details because that's going to foster a longer, more winded conversation and we might not be ready for that 
at that time of day. I'm an introvert. So the more questions I can dodge and get back to doing what I do by myself, the better. So I love this. So if someone were to ask me, what do you do? The simple answer could be I'm a copywriter and marketer working with different types of brands. So if I were to incorporate an element of storytelling or just a little piece of an interesting element to kind of pique their interest or spark their thought process about me, I might say I'm a copywriter and marketer focused on storytelling that started off from booking a one-way flight to Vietnam or something like that. And that that ties into my origin story. I talk about I talk a lot about how booking that one-way ticket to Vietnam essentially launched my career. And so that that's just a few like puzzle pieces that I pulled from my origin story into that kind of one-liner that, okay, if I tell that to someone, they're not going to be like, cool. They're going to be like, okay, I want to know about this trip to Vietnam, you know? Yes. And I think that that's exactly the point, right? I don't know anyone who could hear you answer that you're a copywriter and marketer and you booked a one-way trip to Vietnam and not ask any follow-up questions. I mean, if they don't ask any follow-up questions, they're not your dream client. But seriously, how could you not, right? Because that's like, whoa, 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 you you did what? And I imagine I'm already thinking of what would my one line be? And I don't know. My origin story has kind of three big puzzle pieces. And I guess that's really what you're here to help us with, right? Is not only identifying that brand story, but also honing in on those little nuggets of verbiage that we can use. So whether it's a one-liner in conversation, a couple paragraphs of our origin story on our website, you know, or a little kind of description on social media, that's really what you're here to help us with, right? Yeah, yeah. Almost like going back to the journalism days, like thinking about that hook and and that one liner, you know, once you find it and it feels good, you can also start to add it to your social media bios. You can even incorporate it as like a header text on your website to really just draw draw that reader in in the digital world. So for travel advisors specifically, we all have our origin story. But once we kind of get past that, you know, our website and our social media bios and our in-person conversations, you know, the little one-liners, we've got all of that really honed in. We know exactly what our story is. We know exactly how to hook our readers and, and hook our listeners uh, to what we do and to get them to ask more questions. But I imagine that our storytelling doesn't stop there. There's also a storytelling strategy that can come into our regular newsletters, our regular conversations with clients and our regular uh, social media posts. So where do you see the greatest opportunity to implement a storytelling strategy on an ongoing basis for travel advisors? What types of stories might we be telling? Yeah. In terms of where, um, I think a lot of us, when we think about storytelling and the need to incorporate it into our business, it can feel a little overwhelming. And we think like, oh, I have a newsletter, I have social media channels, now there's reels and TikTok, where do I even direct my attention? So firstly, I would say to pick a channel that feels most approachable to start storytelling on and put your attention there. So for instance, if it's simply Instagram stories, that might feel a lot easier to kick off with than writing out all of these types of storytelling posts in your emails or in social media. So if you're kicking off with stories, that might be a lot of face to camera, it might be a lot of touring different hotels or sharing different rooms or experiences if you're going on different types of trips right now. Um, Or it could be a lot of behind the scenes work, what's happening with your business. So different types of stories that you can tell 
off of those elements would be like client stories. Um, what are you currently working on with your clients? What are you helping them with? Um, what problem are you solving? Is it that your clients are looking to travel in early 2021 in a hopefully post-COVID world or, you know, COVID still around and they still want to travel safely, what does that look like? Talking about different vendors that you're working with and why you choose them. Sharing their stories too. Um, I know we talk a lot about working with a different excursion leader for a particular reason, like why? So thinking about different ways to tie in local stories that you work with in those different destinations, spotlighting them. Like you don't, even if you do Instagram stories, you don't always have to be face to camera or it doesn't always have to be about yourself. Um, So finding ways to incorporate other imagery from those local vendors or destinations. You can include, you know, different captions on the Instagram stories and just playing around with what feels good and and exploring from there. So for example, if we are traveling to San Francisco and there's a certain restaurant that we love, we could post a beautiful picture of it. And instead of saying, this is the best restaurant, you know, this is my favorite and you should go here when you visit San Francisco. That's a really practical, logical kind of straightforward way to write a caption. We could also say John Smith is the chef and he grew up here and his dream was to always start a restaurant in San Francisco. And now he's realized his dream and this is where his inspiration comes from, from the menu. Would that be kind of an example of taking a very common posting a hotel, posting a restaurant, posting a tour, and we could say exactly what it is and why you should do it. Is that a, a good example of how we can implement some storytelling into it to kind of potentially make it a little bit more interesting and inspire our clients more to to go to that restaurant during their next trip? Yeah, I think that's a great example. And also just thinking about the main pain point your clients have. As travel advisors, I hear a lot of people saying like their clients are overwhelmed with booking. That's why they initially seek out a travel advisor. They don't have time to organize their own trip. So how can sharing these different stories and elements elevate your brand and your service. So yes, talking about the chef of the San Franciscan restaurant, his passion and values, but also sharing like why you picked that restaurant, why it's incorporated into your itinerary and why people are traveling to San Francisco right now, you know, just then kind of tying it back to your service and how you can help your clients. So it doesn't always feel like, okay, I'm telling a story, but like, what's the point? You know, like circling it back to why your audience should care and why they should eventually book with you. So you mentioned pain points and definitely the overwhelm of all of the research and everything that you can find online and also just clients not having time. Those are certainly two very big pain points. Another pain point that I found is clients love the research and and they don't get overwhelmed and they enjoy that process. But really why they come to a travel advisor is because they know that we have resources to find things and to recommend things that aren't Googleable, that are not online. So can we use the same storytelling strategy to speak to different pain points? Or do you think it would be two different stories to speak to two different pain points? I think you can use one storytelling strategy to speak to multiple pain points. Yes. I don't think you need to turn your wheels trying to think about all these different kinds of stories to speak to those different pain points. You know, for example, telling a story about those clients who actually love researching their ideal trip. They love it, but they come to you because you have these additional resources that they can't get their hands on. And then talking about how you kind of collaborate or work together to create this once in a lifetime trip, you know, so like bringing it full circle. So it's not just rooted in like, these are my services. This is what I do 
you. This is how I help my clients, but also showing that success on the other end, like how you were able to collaborate together, why they initially sought out your expertise in the first place and how it's kind of come to life through that trip. And in that same anecdote, you know, you can talk about how some people don't want to research at all, but Bob and Jill love it and they want more, right? Tying in those two pain points into one story. Can you give us some examples of the types of stories that travel advisors might be telling just some inspiration to kind of get us started? Because sometimes looking at that blank page is really intimidating. But if you give us just a little like kind of topic or a little bullet point of the type of story we could tell, that can often be just enough to, to get us going. Yeah. So as travel advisors, people working in the travel industry, there's so many opportunities to tell a story. So instead of just focusing on the hotel or the destination, can you zoom in even closer and focus on local stories or, you know, local experts kind of top tips from a a local guide that you can highlight Can you talk about why you focus on a certain type of destination? You can focus on not only telling your origin story, but maybe share a personal story in your own business, a trip that you took that went awry and how you use that skill set to help your clients now. You can share a professional story too, talking about your certifications or your learnings, becoming a travel advisor and how you use that in your business now. Highlighting a hotel or a tour operator, you know, highlighting a team member that you work closely with um, that helps your clients. So there's a lot of different angles that you can come at. Um, It doesn't always have to be about you. So kind of looking in your circle or your network and seeing who you can partner with or spotlight to help elevate that story, elevate your business and appeal to your clients' interests and pain points. You mentioned local stories. Can you give me an example of what a local story might look like? Yeah, so let's say we're taking a trip to Vietnam and you're planning it. I want to know as a potential client of yours, you know, I, I want to know the hole in the wall spots. I don't want to go to the over, you know, populated, hard to even get into long line types of restaurants or do the activities where it's like, it's just in, insanely crowded. And I want to know who you work with on the ground there to help bring those local spots to your recommendations. So who are you collaborating with? Do you know specific restaurant owners? Do you know like the woman down the street who's been running the noodle shop for decades who doesn't speak English, but you know that you can just like sit down, pull up a stool and wave a hello and she knows what to serve you? Can you spotlight her in a way? Can you spotlight expats who live there and who, you know, live and breathe the culture and the history and can share recommendations to your clients? So I think like like looking at who's on the ground, not just the locals, but also like the the tour operators or the hotel staff. Like you mentioned that butler a while back who gave you that local re- restaurant recommendation. How can you tap those people to really bring to life that itinerary? This is giving me so many ideas of how my itinerary design can be so much more intentional. I think as travel advisors, we get so busy sometimes with new inquiries and new trip plans. And we are often planning destinations that we've planned many times before. And so it becomes a very like click, 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 boom, boom, boom. We know exactly what you should do here, here, and here. And even if we are designing very, very personalized itineraries and we love what we do, I'm going to venture to say that there can be moments that we go on autopilot and there can be moments where I don't want to say that it gets transactional, but that we have planned an itinerary to Rome, Florence, and Venice 
95 times and we're going to make it personalized and we're going to tell them about the unique experiences. But when you do something so many times, a little bit of that intentionality can can be lost. But I, I have had clients come back before and say, Whitney, these three hotels look fantastic, but why? Why this hotel? And it really gives me pause. And I love when they do that to me and when they challenge me because then it also makes me ask myself, why did I recommend this hotel for that client? And then Mm -hmm. I'm able to kind of dive deeper and tell them. But so often those whys are stuck in our heads because we're getting so busy and we're trying to you know, get all these itineraries put together. And so when we start telling local stories and when we not only say, hey, here's three hotels, this one's 200 euros a night, this one's 250 euros a night, you know, like get that, get the practical details out of it and say, this hotel in Rome is perfect for you and here's why. It Mm -hmm. used to be an old building and it was renovated to now be a hotel. Every room is different. This room has a particular view that I know you guys will love. And then when you get back from a beautiful day of exploring, I want you to go up to the rooftop terrace and I want you to order this drink and I want you to ask for this bartender. You know, we can't do that for every single hotel in the world or every restaurant, Mm -hmm. but when we can, I know without even trying it, that clients are going to feel so special and they're going to feel so excited for that itinerary because it takes all of those boring details out of it. And it's just a little bit of storytelling, a little bit of behind the scenes, maybe a local story here and there. And it it's so much more inspiring than yes. a list of hotels with a, a map with pins on it and some random price points and some yeah. room categories, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so true. And I think I know you can agree because I know you lived in Asia for some time that like sometimes not having an itinerary and just being in the moment and seeing what happens is like the true magic of travel, you know, so if you're able to prescribe that a little bit to your clients and, you know, foster that magic, I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. It'll keep them coming back and booking, you know, more trips with you to the, to different places too. You know, and I can also see some clients not feeling that that storytelling is important, but that it might also just be because they hadn't thought about it before there, that might not be their approach to travel. But if that's our approach to travel, if we're always telling them the story, behind the restaurants and the guides and the hotels that we send them to, that may even inspire them to start asking more questions while they're on a trip of, hey, what's the history of this hotel? Who's the chef at this restaurant? Who is our tour guide? Where did he come from? And why is he, you know, how is he the specialist in this regard? And just like you mentioned, those, those spontaneous moments when you travel are sometimes the most beautiful. It's often from those questions that gets us past the small talk with the hotel concierge or with our tour guide for the day. And that's really where we start building relationships, right? Is when we're seeking out the stories. Mm -hmm. So true. Yeah, we can all go to a hotel, have a nice drink, you know, exchange an an order with a server or concierge, and that's it. And it can stop there. Or you can ask a question, learn about the history or the culture a little bit more, you know, hear a local story that can really just like change everything on your trip. Okay, so I think as I mentioned before, I'm really, I'm always looking for how to execute a certain strategy. I, I've completely bought into the idea of storytelling. I completely see how it is inspiring and it's so impactful and I love it. But then when I sit down and I actually try to write something for social media or for my newsletter or on my website, I'm a little bit stuck because I don't know what it should actually look like. So I'm a little bit nervous to do this because it really puts my, uh, my website and my social media out there. But I, I think that it can be really impactful for both myself, but also anyone listening to really provide a real life example. 
So I have asked Rachel to look at my website and my social media. It has been really hard for me over the last month since I asked you to do this to not go to my website and try and update a bunch of things to look better for you. But I have asked you to look at my website and my social media to find something on there that we could potentially improve when we implement storytelling. So I'm this very hands-on practical kind of person. And I want to see like, how would you actually make these tweaks? What advice would you have for me to, to sprinkle a little storytelling across the copy that I've written for myself? Yeah, I love doing this. It's like I put on my journalism hat, I excavate research. It's exciting. It's all good. It's all good. Firstly, I think like you're in a great place already. You're already including elements of storytelling, even if you might not even intentionally realize, right? So starting with your social media channels, I saw you just hit a thousand followers, which was awesome. I did. I I don't know a thousand people. So that was kind of shocking. (laughs) I loved that post actually where you did hit a thousand followers and you reintroduced yourself. So I want to give you kudos to that because I learned a lot more about you that I didn't know that I also saw aspects that would make me want to book a trip with you, you know, from your experiences that you shared and your credibility. So kudos there. I noticed you have a ton of social media highlights, which is great because it shows me that you are a world traveler. You definitely know what you're talking about and you would be a trusted resource if I were to book with you. In terms of the rest of your highlights, one thing I didn't catch was you didn't have a highlight that was solely about you, about like the face behind Undiscovered Sunset. So I would love to see you incorporate or add in a highlight about you, where you share your origin story, how Undiscovered Sunsets came to life, because that would really just kind of tie everything together. Also, when people who aren't necessarily following you come on your social media channel, they'll start to scroll scroll through some posts, but they may not read every single caption and they may not catch a caption where you introduce yourself. So with this highlight, they'll be able to quickly look through, learn quickly about you and your story. So it's just a quick touch point that can really bridge that gap between the brand and the person behind it. Um, And then for your bio, I know we talked about kind of those one-liners to kind of incorporate a little bit of storytelling in there. And right now you have personalized, collaborative, experiential itinerary design for just discerning travelers. Um, And you talk about your next trip and you have a call to action to get started. These are great. I'd love to see. They're not inspiring, are they? (laughs) I mean, in, in an industry where there are are so many travel advisors. How can you pull through pieces of your origin story that really make you different from everyone else? I know that you're right. And I know that you probably also saw that that same verbiage is on my website. And I have edited and updated that no less than 150 times in the last five years, mostly because I know that it's not hitting the feeling that I want it to hit, but I, I don't know how to make it better. And I think mm-hmm. that approaching it from this t- storytelling perspective, and every travel advisor can say that they make personalized itineraries. It's not inspiring. And it's also not setting me apart. You could probably copy paste that line and put it on so many different travel advisors bios and no one would notice that anything's wrong because it could be true for so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a strong statement, but I think it's not helping you stand out. And, you know, it's a competitive space. So how can you pull in keywords or phrases from your origin story that really make you different? So what I would advise you to start by doing is creating a list of all of your credibility markers or experiences that credit what you're doing now. You know, you are a world traveler. You have 
however many years of travel experience. You speak how many different languages? You know, these are just pieces that that me as a traveler are going to think like, okay, she's like legit and she knows her stuff. And and then pulling that through. So start by pulling out those key phrases and then you can look at how can I just tweak this just slightly so it, it feels a little more connected. That might be a more approachable way to go about it versus looking at the whole sentence and being like, Ugh, how do I how do I even rewrite this? So mm-hmm. start with mm-hmm. that. And once you kind of come up with a, a more streamlined sentence that feels more connected, you can update that on your website. It can feel more comprehensive. But yeah, those are some just some tidbits for your social media channels. And then for your website. So I really loved your about page. I thought that like that narrative that you shared was really, really interesting. Now, the thing is, is that I don't see too many elements of this on your homepage, which I would love to see a little more of that pulled through again, like sharing more behind what's behind undiscovered sunsets, you know, who is Whitney, and I know a lot of us um, struggle with that bridging like the brand the professional brand and the personal, like the founder, right? So figuring out what's that happy medium for you and how to pull some of those those elements through. So yeah, loved your about page, really did. I would also suggest including like, or pulling out some key phrases or pull quotes from your about page that really like entice the reader. Like, I think you have a sentence here that says, this experience fueled my curiosity for the world. Like that's a strong statement. How can you, can you pull that out as like a header that just kind of like entices the reader even more because some people might show up on your about page see a lot of text and be like I don't want to read all of that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so how can you just pull out key pieces and phrases here that can really just like pull them in well it's great that you have a blog that's a big opportunity to story tell or just share Mm -hmm. more of those like local stories so this is really cool to see I'd also just maybe like push you further to share a little more about like you um you have like six ways or five ways a travel advisor can up level your next trip but I want to hear about like you know a crazy experience you had while living in Asia you Mm -hmm. know like and how does that so many oh I'm sure there are so many I know I have a lot too that are just like so interesting like people want to read that and in reading that people are gonna see like she's she's experienced like she knows she knows what to do and they're gonna want to work with you um so just pushing that that storytelling envelope a little further into more long form blog posts just to share a little more behind the scenes but overall I love all of this stuff and you have a lot to work with like there's already a lot going on and it's really really great so kudos thank you thank you for doing that it's um it's a relief that I'm maybe headed in the right direction, but with a little profession, because everything that you've seen is just me. Like I I haven't hired anyone to help me. So that's, that's a relief, but also it's so powerful to see what a professional eye, just the little tweaks, the little changes coming from a different Mm -hmm. perspective, how much that can help. And honestly, I'm describing the same thing as a travel advisor. You know, there are a lot of people who can put together really great itineraries on their own, but with a professional travel advisor's eye, just a few small details and the little tweaks um, might really up-level that itinerary and and make it one of a kind. So it's, it's so powerful to kind of step back and realize where we are the expert and where we aren't 
sometimes and bringing in a professional can be very, yeah. very helpful sometimes. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for of taking course. the time to look. I also would just say that we're, I think we as business owners are so close to the work that we do. And so sometimes we're so head down, just like getting it done, producing content as much as we can, um, that we can kind of lose a little bit of that element of like keeping it interesting or just looking at things in a different way. So bringing in another set of eyes, whether that's a copywriter or a marketing expert, or just even like another industry expert in the travel space can just do wonders for just seeing those kind of opportunities to elevate your content even further. I think it's really important to acknowledge the types of professionals that can come into our businesses and really help us up level. And, and, you know, it can make really, really big improvements in what we're not able to do ourselves because we're not experts in all things. When I've worked with a copywriter in the past, it's generally provided a finished quote unquote, a finished product that is delivered, i.e. here is your website here is your newsletter you can send out next week. Here is an email campaign or a sales funnel. So when discussing a brand strategy that includes storytelling, this feels like an ongoing strategy. This doesn't feel like a one and done, here is delivered, see you later, kind of deliverable. So are you working with clients on an ongoing basis or on a project basis? Um, or how, how does this work? Is it a finished product when you're done working with a travel advisor or is it kind of an ongoing basis? Can you describe to us a little bit of what it looks like to work with you on a storytelling strategy? Yeah, those are great questions. I think like with brand storytelling, it can feel super abstract. So knowing what you kind of get at the end of our work together is super important. So in terms of brand storytelling, I kind of weave in my copywriting experience with this brand story work. So in terms of a finished product, you get a brand story that's completely written out by yours truly um, with varying lengths. So you can kind of use them per channel where it feels most relevant. Um, In addition to your brand story written out, I also provide a brand messaging guide, which houses all of your brand messaging in one place from your about and your taglines, your mission statement, messaging pillars, even down to the nitty gritty details like your social media bios and your calls to action or email sign offs. So the idea is once we've developed and uncovered your brand story, it can all come to life in bits and pieces in your messaging. So in terms of the finished product, you get those two things that you can kind of use for the livelihood of your business. Um, You can share it with team members as your team grows. Coming from the corporate world, I never worked with a brand that didn't have a messaging guide because it was so helpful for not only as like a marketing expert or a copywriter, but to come in and to just be able to digest all of that information about your brand and to just know this is how we're going to communicate this business. Um, This is the tone and the voice that we're going to use. So those are the deliverables in, in terms of the brand storytelling work. That type of work is more of a one-off project basis. And that can start out as low as 397. So I have 90 minute intensives, which can be a great opportunity if you're not really ready to invest four to five weeks of time and you know over a thousand dollars to work with me and to develop your brand story more intensive process. So the 90 minutes is there's a lot of prep work up front. There's a questionnaire, there's a lot of research on my end, a lot of even copywriting beforehand. That way, when we hop on our call, it's really, really intentional in terms of what we're reviewing together, what we're tweaking, and then sending the final product at the end. So 
that 90 minute intensive, it's pretty customizable depending on what you're looking for in that moment. So some people already have their brand story and they just want another set of eyes to kind of tweak it and refine it. Some people just want to look at their website and figure out how they can incorporate more of a storytelling aspect in there. So it just depends. But um, again, pretty customizable to what you need. And then I also have copywriting retainers. So again, this is where that copywriting service comes into play. That's more of an ongoing basis where I like to work with clients three months onward because I think as as you're working through copy and messaging and getting to know the brand, once you get into a good flow, it can be a really great collaborative process that's ongoing. So those retainers can include copywriting support where you can essentially look at me as your in-house copywriter and I'm working on emails, blog posts, all the things so you can focus on what your zone of genius is in your business. So those start at like 10 hour a month and then they they go up to 20 hours. So the 10 hour is around $900 copywriting. It can take a lot of time. And that also includes the research, um, having checking calls, editing. That's, that's really helpful. Thank you for kind of breaking down the different options for us and sharing with us what that investment looks like because everyone is at different points of their business. And it's helpful for me as a business owner to first identify what types of services I would like to bring bring in as I grow, as you mentioned, to help me stay in my zone of genius, because the time that it would take me to write a mediocre newsletter is probably two or three times longer than it would take you and your finished product would be miles ahead of mine, right? So really identifying our individual zone of genius and staying in that zone of genius for as much time out of the day as we can is where we're going to be most productive. But of course, as a business owner, we have the practical, realistic side of things of the investments. And so knowing okay, I really want to bring on a copywriter. I really want to delegate this task. I want to delegate that task. Being able as a business owner to prepare for that investment and knowing this is what I need to bring in that copywriter, it helps me prepare and do what I need to do to make that a reality. So thank you for kind of sharing the different options. I also love that on the brand strategy that you have two options. If for me, for example, I've been in business for five years. And as you saw on my website, I've got a good start. I have a really good idea of what my origin story is. I just have haven't really made it sound very beautiful yet. Mm -hmm. And so maybe a 90 minute intensive would be perfect if you've already kind of got a good start. But if you're starting from the very beginning, or if you just want something really new and fresh, and it's going to be a a deeper five or six week long process, you also have that option. So I really appreciate just all the different opportunities that we have to work with you. Yeah, of course. And everyone's different. I mean, I know I kind of have these packages and retainers, but I also do get the kind of one off copywriting projects where someone's launching a website and they're they want that copywriting expertise. So I'm totally open. I love collaborating with clients. And it's it's always a fun process to just brainstorm and figure out how we can work together. So with me, there's no one size fits all. Although I do have those packages, I do love to make something work as much as I can. Awesome. So I have one final question for you. I'm inspired by other brands, by other Instagram accounts, by other travel advisors. I love seeing what's out there. And some sometimes seeing just one sentence or one approach to a certain story that someone's told is enough to really inspire a great idea on my side. So I'm curious, are there any websites or brands or Instagram accounts that do really well with including storytelling in their copy that we might look to for inspiration, whether they're part of the travel industry or something completely different? That's a great question. I I feel like I'm always on the hunt for other ways to stay inspired, especially as like a creative who's, who's writing a lot of the time. I can get into my own head. So always looking externally for, for those 
resources is super helpful. I do love following Here Magazine away the luggage travel brand. I do love reading their posts and how they kind of spotlight not just different local stories, but also entrepreneurs in different countries and really people that are just disrupting their space is is a really interesting way to incorporate travel and other industries into one while also using that storytelling aspect. Have you listened to Afar's podcast? It's all storytelling. Oh, I think I need to. I don't think I have. Yeah, okay. definitely look up. Um, it's from Afar Magazine and it's yep. their podcast. And all the episodes are maybe 20 minutes long. And I honestly wish that they came out with a new one every day instead yeah. of once a week. I believe it's coming from the writers for Afar and they're telling their travel stories. So it's oh. no interview. It's them speaking, telling their story, their sound effects. Like it is, it's almost as if you're listening to a short film. Okay. I think that's the best way to describe it. Love that. Rachel, this has been so great. Thank you for shedding light on storytelling and how impactful it can be in each and every one of our touch points with clients from social media to our websites to in-person conversations. I know that the tips and resources provided today will help me tremendously in my storytelling efforts, and I'm sure that they'll help the travel advisors listening as well. You can find out more about Rachel and her copywriting studio at rachelleslie.co. And you can also find her on Instagram to see her storytelling in action. Her handle is at Rachel A. Leslie. Both of these will be linked in the show notes for you. Rachel, thank you again for your willingness and for your enthusiasm to be a part of the conversation. Thank you so much, Whitney. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Masters in Travel. If you want more, head over to mastersintravelpod.com for show notes and links to the resources we discussed in today's episode. If you loved today's interview as much as I did, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and be sure to share this podcast with an advisor who is ready to level up their travel business. To continue the conversation, find us on Instagram at Masters in Travel, where we preview upcoming episodes and engage with our listeners to decide what topics to cover next. We'll see you next time.